Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Borough Market Podcast. This is where you'll meet some of the most amazing traders behind the stalls at London's most famous market. We start with Pappy's Pickles and walk through Borough Market with its head chef, Shantani Ramanan, whose daughter, Abby, is the founder. Shantani told me why they're bringing South Indian and Sri Lankan street food to Borough, and why social enterprise is at the heart of their business. I came over from India, from uh, Tamil Nadu, about 30 years ago, so I have been here a long time. And uh, I have always cooked very traditional South Indian food, using fresh coconut, fresh spices, never bought a sauce, never bought anything. South Indian and Sri Lankan food is very similar. We are Tamils and they are Tamils as well, but just from two different countries. And it combined with Abby, who's my daughter, her passion to help the Tamils, particularly due to the civil war in Sri Lanka, and uh, offer the London living wage, the quality of the products, the local sourcing. So we try to get it from markets. Um, We have from fishmongers, so we very particular about the quality of the product and to you know offer women regular employment training the London living wage and uh, here we are three years since we started and delighted to be in Borough Market. What an amazing place for a food stall so this is your first month at Borough. What does Borough Market feel tight to you? Um, Amazing I mean it's just a wonderful place you know world um, renowned market um, even 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 though it's January and it's cold and it's post Christmas, there's still a buzz, and uh, you meet all kinds of people from different countries. And I think because of what we do, they come up to us, and it's not just like, oh, can I have a dosa? They want to engage with us, talk to us, um, and you just—it's just the variety. It brings variety, it brings um, energy, and it's, it's great. One of the joys of being at Borough Market is the access to excellent local suppliers. We have been uh, told about Spice Mountain, who does a exotic range of spices. So I'm in the process of going over there to meet her, to see what she does and how we can incorporate that into our cooking. Um, We do tomato and garlic people, so we started buying our tomatoes from here. And we use free-range lamb for our mutton rolls, so we... uh, not on a regular basis because we've just started, but we will be using, we have bought it from them before. So we will be using the market product, it's great. I mean, it's just right here. And you can bring down yes. your food miles, you can be totally yes, sort of sustainable. Yes, absolutely. Should we go back to your stall? Yeah, sure. And, and see what you're cooking? Yes. As fellow chef Radhi Mani cooked for a queue of customers, she and Shantani told me what's on the menu at Pappy's Pickles. This is called chart. What we make is edible bowls. Uh, made with uh, organic plain flour and then the mix inside it is quinoa 
and um, chickpeas and wild rice and we make two sauces tamarind sauce and yogurt sauce and that goes on top now, I'm recognising yoghurt and tamarind, but I'm not recognising quinoa in South, South India. No, that's, really. that's, <laughs> I think that's something new. We've just sort of, you know, it's healthy and uh, we use semolina, but semolina is too fine. So that's like, we try to stick pretty much with traditional Sri Lankan recipes, but that's, that's sort of, uh, you know, was a bit tempting to try something a bit different and it's been very popular. So people are going to come and, and they're going to be looking for Sri Lankan or South Indian food, yep. Tamil food. Yes. And they're going to find actually Tamil with a twist. Yes, yes, absolutely. I think especially if you're trying to work with uh, seasonal products, which we are very particular. So we look at, um, you know, what's out in January, what's out in Feb. I mean, we've recently decided to do a pickle which has got rhubarb, which is not traditional. But I think you need to work with the local products, what's available, the seasonal products. And so, I mean, we did a pumpkin sodhi, which is not traditional, but it's still a sodhi. Still got um, coconut milk, all the ingredients, but we decided to do it with pumpkin in October. And I think that's great. You need, you need a change. You need a bit of variety, you know, something different. So I'm crunching into what is the nearest thing to pastry in, yes. in South Indian cooking and and it's really very delicious. The tamarind is a particular taste though, isn't it? It's quite sharp and it's quite sour. Tamarind is something which grows everywhere in South India. It would, you'd find tamarind trees along the streets when you're walking around and uh, it's... Uh, it's, it comes with a shell and it's got the seeds inside and obviously you can't get the tamarind exactly how it is but we still try and use a traditional tamarind which we soak with the seeds to get extract the juice so we don't use tamarind paste or tamarind pulp. Tell me about this one. This is a very traditional Sri Lankan starter. It's called mutton rolls. It's made with mutton in Sri Lanka and mutton is available here but obviously we use free range products so we've substituted it for free range lamb. So it's made with onions, ginger, garlic, potatoes and lamb mince and uh, we make our own fresh spice mix every time we do it and then it's wrapped up in pastry. The, it's the nearest thing I can think of is our, it's a much smaller, delicate version of our Cornish pasty. Is it? Yeah, yeah. in that Cornish yes. pasty was developed as a sort of a... Um, it yeah. keeps the meat warm. Yes. People used to, workers used to take yes. it to work. Yeah. Meat is very expensive in South India and Sri Lanka and uh, I would have suspected mutton is quite a, it's a special occasion where the lamb the goat is sacrificed and the meat is got out it is traditional but I wouldn't say it's a everyday food I mean we use coconut because coconut grows in our back gardens and we use a lot of vegetarian vegetarian is very popular it's a lot more healthier food than some other parts of India and it's all rice-based. Rice grows in the south, and, and uh, whereas north is more wheat-based and you have all the naans and the breads, whereas we do the puttas and the idli and the dosa. And it's also gluten-free. It happens to be gluten-free, which I suppose makes it very popular now because people are trying to get away from, um, from the wheat and gluten-based food. You've got a masala dosa. Yes, that is gluten-free. So we make the batter very traditionally. So we have a, It's an electric grinder, but it's got like a, a stone... Um, inside so we soak a rice and we soak a lentil and then it's uh, ground in that and it's naturally fermented that's the beauty of the dosa you don't add anything and it takes up to 24 hours and then you get a quality of dosa which sort of bubbles up is light fluffy and you can use any filling i mean there are we've done um, other street food festivals where you can have like five six range of filling pretty much anything goes into it and we do hoppers as well a hopper is a uh, 
a type of dosa, but it's made with uh, rice and coconut. And uh, again, it's uh, very versatile, it's light, it's fluffy. You can have like a savory filling, you can have a sweet filling. Um, and in, traditionally, it's used with um, coconut milk, sweetened coconut milk, I mean fresh coconut milk. And then you just soak it in the hopper and eat it. But now it's like become very uh, popular, I think, recently. Now, street food and pop-ups have become fantastically yeah, popular. Yeah. And, and Sri Lankan South Indian food is perfect for that, isn't it? Because it you is, eat yes. it with your hands and yes, it's all very right. yes. immediate. Yeah. Um, I suppose when we started, we were it was you know very small scale. We started from home, and Abi, who's the founder, she's um, very passionate, and obviously she's worked with a lot of London charities. She's worked with, um, I think, um, po- food, food poverty for London. So she had a lot of contacts, and we started sort of finding restaurants who let you have the space in the evenings, and uh, like you say, pop up was becoming popular, and we would design different menus. So we've done uh, several successful pop-ups in the last three years, as well as catering and events. And I think also when you're a social enterprise, other social enterprises want to work with you. You have a lot of charities. I mean, there are a lot of people who like what we do. Not just the fact we work with women, that we are a London living wage uh, employer. And um, What does that mean, Shantini? Um, everyone gets paid £9.40 an hour, no matter if they've just started, what they do. And also we, everyone works together as a team. We don't have someone who does the washing up. We all take turns, so it's, it's very much um, everyone's treated the same. So this is a really important thing, isn't it, for you, that um, you're yes. employing Sri Lankan women um, South and South Indian women, yeah. women who haven't necessarily always had the greater opportunities. No, no, that's right. They haven't had, I mean, the three of the women who work for us have never worked before in this country because obviously they have they don't speak very good english it's a confidence thing it has been remarkable for them quite uh, and it's very rewarding it's i mean to say that it's it's changed their life i mean i know that sounds dramatic and it's like a cliche but that's what it has meant for them and these it's a much more traditional community than the indians they are not as forward as the indians are uh, the Indian Tamils are and they sort of like to stay in their comfort zone and they always like whether it's East Ham or um, North London they don't like to come out of the comfort zone they look for jobs within that they don't want to, I mean some of them have been here 15 years and not traveled by tube so we encourage them to come out of the comfort zone and uh, you know we used to meet them in tube stations give them detailed instructions and then uh, how then take them with us to our destination always travel together and now everyone who's worked with us they go off and do events by themselves. They travel anywhere. All we have to do is say, this is where the place is. And their confidence has grown. I mean, they feel that life has a purpose. It has a meaning. And uh, that's, that's amazing. Now, Sri Lanka has just emerged from 40 years of conflict. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a whole lifetime for it some is, of these women yes, who are coming out yeah. of it. I, I'm wondering how important, you know, cooking Sri Lankan Sinhalese food is for people who've actually come out of that kind of conflict? I think it's really important. It's sort of it's something that reminds them of home. Um, I can't say I, I can empathise, but I can't say I know what it's like to flee your home and come here. It's completely different. I mean, for me, it was a choice and I can go back any time and a lot of them can't go back. And we, we, we recently did um, a collaboration with the Conflict Cafe where it's all through the food. And that means that they can 
relate to it. It's something very comforting that you're able to eat that food here even though you're not at home. So and the wonderful thing about the Conflict Cafe is that people get to eat together and find yes, out about those yes, conflicts. It was an, it was an um, amazing opportunity. Um, we, we were sold out and because they wanted to concentrate on a Sri Lankan and I'm an Indian, we had to have one of the ladies who works with us as a head chef. And we managed to whip out, I don't know, 60, 70 hoppers on the spot. So it was incredible. I mean, I think even they don't realize what the capacity is unless you do an event like that. And then it's put to the test and they delivered. I mean, obviously we helped, but they were able to. And, you know, she, Ruby stood in front of 60 people, was able to say a few words. Fantastic. Yeah, it is. The fact that their food is appearing on pop-ups and yes, streets, yeah, yeah. street food, yes, yeah. and is part of that whole zeitgeist. Yes. Does that make them feel more at home in a strange land? I think so, and I think it makes them also re- really proud. I mean, these are women who are very shy, um, not a lot of confidence, and for them to think that someone actually enjoys their food, I think it's, it's a value. They don't value their food a lot. Maybe we didn't as well. Until you realise, until you start doing something, and you think, wow... You know, people actually enjoy it. They want to come and eat this. So I think that makes them, it's not just about them and the food. Maybe as a country, as a culture, that, you know, they boost them up. And to think that, oh, you know, we um, are important or we matter or it's valued. Abby is passionate about using their food to change eating habits in outreach programs in London schools. Abby is very particular about a fairer food system, that quality food should be available to everyone. And we did a we did a program which is uh, with the we are what we are. I think that's what they're called now. Where you try to change the habits of secondary school children, try to get them away from the burgers and the chick, and still have the same quality food for the for that price. So I think it's important that people are educated, are more aware. And we do not. I mean, we have we have uh, we go to places where they might offer us a reasonable cost for our food but then we have gone to places where it's on a budget or we work with other charities or we work with people who but we still offer the same quality of food whether it's like they say we can only offer five pounds for a lunch or if we get paid we should get paid 10 pounds for a buffet style simple lunch the quality doesn't change so i think it's it's important now while you've been here in britain food has changed phenomenally it has yes definitely um, i was a vegetarian for until very recently, it, it's because of my caste, it became the way I was brought up, very traditional family. And when I first came here, I remember thinking, I want to eat a burger, and I couldn't. And because I was, I mean, now I make my own decisions, and I think it doesn't matter what you eat, it's nothing to do with your faith or religion. And, and also I used to be ashamed to say I'm a vegetarian, it's like, oh... You poor thing. Yeah, you're the what coldest you woman in town. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm not vegetarian anymore. But it's uh, it's changed a lot. It's changed a lot, and I think it's. But I would say it still is one of the best countries to be in, where for the the versatile uh, food that you get. And even now, you could travel to travel in Europe to lots of places, and you do not get the vegetarian food, or it's very much meat based. Whereas I think here is vegetarian and fish is very popular, and you can pretty much get anything you want. And and the standard has gone up, I think. Uh, of I'm sure it's all types of food, but even the Indian food. I mean, the times were induced to be a lot more greasy, a lot more unhealthy. I think it's changed. I mean, it's, apparently there's a food revolution, and I think it's uh, brought about. I mean, it's, You're it's, in it, aren't you? Yeah. yeah, and it's made everyone take a look at what they're offering, the quality, the standard, and you know, and if one, if, 
someone starts doing it, then everybody else has to follow to keep up the standards. So yeah, it's great. Tamil food is based on the philosophy that food is a noble service and is the ethos behind Pappy's pickles. Shantani explained what that means. For example, a wedding, when you compare a wedding, I mean, not that weddings here are great and we've done three weddings. In, traditionally, the food is what is important in the wedding. Nothing else matters. It's not about even the outfits or the venue or the music. The food has to speak. That's, that's how you judge a wedding. So, and hospitality is really important. Um, and I think it might sound a bit... Um, unusual but I'm quite spiritual I have been religious and I think it has to be prepared with love and it has to be served with love so it's not something you, you need to enjoy doing it cooking it and wanting you know people to taste it and presumably what you're doing with the unemployed women the refugee women that would feed back into that idea of noble service yes yes absolutely I just think it's uh, one of the most important things you could offer someone because this is something it's such a personal private um, relationship everyone has with food so I think it's almost an honour to serve someone your food and for them to enjoy it and uh, I, we have an old saying that if that's, that's like how that's your blessing if someone eats your food and think it's not a conscious thing and they enjoy your food and you just think that's like good karma <laughs> right that's very cool thanks for listening to the Borough Market podcast you can find out much more at boroughmarket.org.uk Join us next week to hear more stories behind the stalls of London's most famous market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 